Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where we go on adventures so you don't have to. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With us is Sarantia. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Okay. I wake up the other morning. Angelico Cat Sarantia here. <laughs> I wake up the other morning, and I am, like, barely conscious, because this is... Like, um, this was, I think I was still smoking weed a little bit. So, like, I was really hungover for the night before. I wake up. I'm, like, just trying to get coffee. I'm just trying to get to Slack so I can, like, let all my coworkers know, like, hey, I'm not dead. There's no reason to cut the dead weight, the dead weight yet. I'm still here. Look, I'm slacking it at right at 9.30 a.m. Oh, look, look, Mr. Slackity Daggity do over here. This has got a norm. going to drop a normie meme in the chat, and then I dip. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's my strategy. Garfield complaining about Mondays. Dip for two hours. That's good. That's good, right? Oh my god! Use that trick at home, kids. Keep a stockpile of normie memes on hand in case you need to drop something this slack. Hey, hey, I'm gonna catch up on my good place tonight. That's good for three hours. <laughs> here's something. Here's something you could say, kids. And, and again, remember, you want to look present. Enough so that they notice that you're still there, but not so much that you're making so much noise that people start thinking, do we really need this guy? What if you go like, wow, with all this coronavirus, sometimes I wonder, am I in the good place? And then just put that picture of Kristen Bell, like, shrugging her shoulders, like, oh, am I in the good And that's it. You're done. You're in, you're out. Yeah, yeah. You don't don't say so much that they get to know who you are if yeah. you're listening to this program. No, no, don't do Okay, what's uh, We need one more norm for the people. Better Call Saul is, like, really good. So what about, like, a Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad being like, like, what if you write, like, uh, like, oh boy, I, the, the, you know, my, the, my landlord, my landlord's not fixing the sink, but he told me he'd send this guy, and it's like Saul, it's like, ah! What if it's Saul doing, like, a sad face, and you put it in the chat, you said, Grubhub just canceled my delivery, dot, 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 normie as fuck, that's good for half a day. Oh, that's really, really, really good. <laughs> you can take off as many, many hours as many, many reactions you get. So yes. you know how you can like react to things. Yes. If you don't have no idea what Slack is, it's like Discord for normies. Yeah, exactly. Um, every company has their own, and much like how in Discord you can add your own um, emojis. Yeah, it's the same with Slack. I've been at so many companies that have like pictures of employees who have clearly been fired by now like celebrating doing the double thumbs up doing the gun finger oh i was hoping it was just gonna be their face and like uh, when you tom react to something that means you think someone's being an asshole <laughs> oh god no i don't know I, I always i just go digging for like the weirdest I'm trying to think like one time i found like the word yeet on a can of pepsi but instead of the pepsi logo it said like yeet <laughs> And I was like, what the, this must be when the, they got the Pepsi account? Because, like, the word yeet tells me, like, 2017. Yeah, before that, probably. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I was just yeet Pepsi reacting to everything and waiting to see if anyone would notice. Good good job, Boomer. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so, yeah, so I wake up. I go to Slack because I'm like, oh, I got to let people know I'm alive. Sarantia just starts screaming at me about the movie Cats. 
just screaming like what the fuck is everyone's problem with the goddamn movie cats i can't believe all these all these normie bloggers are wasting all their bullshit on the movie and i'm just like sriracha please please i just need coffee please 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 i go like stop me with your onslaught of bullshit first thing in the morning well the problem but the thing is i know it's good i go sriracha either let me get the microphones and record this i go like sriracha what you're saying right now is hysterical. Either let me record this or give me 10 minutes to go to the bathroom and get some coffee. What were you screaming about? Listen to me. Listen up, kids. So everybody knows that Trainwreck of a Cat's movie came out, what, like two months ago? Mm-hmm. December. Trainwreck of a fucking cast movie. It looks like a Nietzschean nightmare. It looks like something a schizophrenic person would paint yes. in art therapy yes, in the mental institution. Right. So I get served this video from, I watched, someone recommended that I start watching this lady's YouTube, Lindsay Ellis. You ever heard of her? Doesn't Mm. matter. She makes YouTube-like video essays. So I watched one about cats, and now YouTube thinks that I just crave nonstop cats content. So that's all it's feeding me. I watch one fucking Yandere dev video, and I'm down this bullshit rabbit hole for two fucking days. Okay. Man, don't fucking kill you. Anyway, so I start binging a bunch of these, because YouTube's showing it to me, and it's got clickable thumbnails. So I'm watching, and it's pretty much, it's, it's like that thing where, you know how one YouTuber will make a video about something, and it'll get popular, and then all these bullshit commentary channels will make their limp dick version of whatever got popular in an attempt to cash it in on it. I swear to God, I don't. I watch, I think I said this last week, I'm a real boomer when it comes to YouTube. I watch two channels. I never go down that whole, like, if you like this, we recommend this. I have never clicked on a recommended thumbnail in my life. I'm like, no, I know what I'm here to watch. Get... It's, it's, again, it's like real boomers with like CBS, ABC, and NBC. They just want to watch those channels. That's it. I have been. You mind if I take a quick detour? Of course not. Silly little Rob. So I've been absolutely obsessed with this one channel on YouTube. It's called School of Affluence. Have I told you about this? No. Oh, dude, this is amazing. So there's a, there is a YouTube channel called School of Affluence. It was run by a woman named Anna Bay. And Anna Bay's whole big deal is that she... Her whole channel, the whole conceit of her channel is how to attract a rich guy to marry and like start living your the high society lifestyle of your dreams. And she runs an what she calls an online finishing school. And I am so goddamn obsessed with her videos because I try I am the type of person where I immediately just assume that everybody on the internet who says anything is fucking lying. Of course they are. Like it's guilty until proven innocent. Okay. Like I just assume everyone is lying, and my first thought is this is a grift. This woman is grifting. Like she says that she's dating some like super billionaire and she has all this money. And I'm thinking, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? Because she also sells an online finishing school for upwards of $300. So I'm like, and she's got like half a million subs. So I'm assuming she's bringing in some money from Mm -hmm. that, like some serious money from this. So I'm like, is this real quick? Some of our listeners might not know what a finishing school is. I don't know what a finishing school is. Okay. (laughs) A finishing school 
is this old-timey term. Like, it's from the era of debutante balls. You, like, you wouldn't send your daughter to college because, like, then she might learn to read and then you got problems. <laughs> like, you would send your daughter to, like, a finishing school where she would learn, like, where the fork went and the, which fork is the salad fork and which fork is the this fork and, and how to, like, have conversations and host these things called salons, which were, like, when a bunch of people got together in a parlor and talked about the fucking events of the day. And so, like, a finishing school, it was essentially like a manners school. Like an etiquette class etiquette. on steroids. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, all right, keep going, sorry. Okay, so... I'm I'm trying I'm watching these videos I'm trying so hard to find her fucking up but the thing is that there there is a disconnect between very wealthy people and reality that I think you would have a very difficult time faking like for example if I won the lottery tomorrow and I became a super billionaire or I I could still tell you a couple of the th- I could st- I would still have a vague idea of the items sold in a Walmart. <laughs> Jeffrey Star has more money than God. But he can order from a Taco Bell. <laughs> Anna Bay will occasionally f- let it slip just a little bit. And this is what I binge watch these videos for because they're repetitive and they don't teach you anything you don't already know. Like dress like an old person. Don't pull your tits out and don't get sloppy drunk <laughs> at dinner at ho- to be a high society. It's nothing. It's none new information. But then she- they would- she'll leave these little morsels that keep me coming back and thinking maybe this woman is telling the truth for example i will never be so wealthy that i do not know that most three-star hotels do not have room service this is something that anna bay had no idea about i will never be so rich that i do not recognize that coach classes board last on airplanes. This is something that Anna Bay apparently is unfamiliar with because she flies on jets and business class so often. Who the hell is this lady? I have no idea, but I am obsessed. Okay, l- let's paint a picture in the listener's mind. Could you describe her physically? Maybe do a little impression of her. Like, like let me talk to Anna Bay for a second. She is very... Thin. She is, I think, a Russian woman, okay. and she appears to be in her mid third, mid to late thirties. Okay, because she, but she is very open that she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Okay, so she starts out every video, my dear elegant lady. I can't do a Russian accent. My dear elegant ladies, do not. Wait, can you do a Southern accent? No. <laughs> can, what accents can you do? Ah, uh, I could do an Australian. <laughs> All right. To give us Australian Bay. Mate, mate, don't fucking kill yourself. Because <laughs> people are saying, mate, my, my, uh, no, no, I cannot. All right, just something. talk regular. She just says, my dear elegant ladies, welcome back to another video. And then she slips in. And every time she's like, I lo- if you would like to learn more, I have plenty of lessons in my online finishing school. I tried so hard to find out more information about this online finishing school as well. I can't anywhere. It's She's got that shit on lock. Okay. No one has pirated it ever. Okay, time out real quick. I think I figured out how to do a Russian accent. Okay. Just talk like Dracula would talk. You could just load up one of her videos, like any one of her videos. That's They're all exactly fun. the same. Now, look, now 
talk like Dracula. Try that. Like, ladies and gentlemen. I want welcome. to marry a billionaire. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's good. Like, That's- Or you could say moose and squirrel. Like moose and squirrel, yes. Bodka. What? Say vodka. Bodka. Welcome to my... Un- no, do, do it, do it, do it, do like it, do it. drunk dragon. No, I don't want to do it. All right, that's fine. Okay, so she goes like, hello, elegant ladies. Uh, that's not good. And then she tells you some bullshit that you already know. About- if you're calling me an elegant lady, and like, forget that it's me. If you're calling the women watching this elegant ladies, and they're not elegant ladies, that's something that a bunch of elegant ladies don't have to say out loud. Like... Rich people don't, like, don't just, like, raise their glass and go, like, ah, yes, too fabulous wealth. Like, that's a poor person writing a rich person. And, of course, you, what is the deal with the secret? Why is every stupid person on the internet read the secret? Because let me tell you, I got two pages into the secret. I was like, this is horse shit. And then I threw the pirated copy in the garbage. <laughs> By that, I mean the recycling bin. Yes, obviously. Um... I think that The Secret is good because it focuses your attention on a single goal. Like, that's why I think The Secret is more helpful than a lot of the other things. Like, if you read a lot of self-help books, it's just like how to improve generally. How to, It's just like about generally making your life better. I think the reason The Secret has like lasted for 20 years is just like, Oh, do you want do you want a job as a doctor? Make your doctor vision board. Write down a list of things to be a doc. Like it's I don't know. I guess it's kind of like project management for dummies. Yeah, I guess so. I guess if you want to be a doctor, some good advice would be focus on being a doctor. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, I tr- I like tried to read about the secret in college. I, like, I never read the book, obviously, but it was like right when Oprah started the whole secret thing. And it was like, if you want to be married by the... Like, okay, so like, I think a very common thing with The Secret was like, do you want to be married by the time you're 25? So then you got to like sit down, you got to write that down, you got to make your little vision board and this... And like now with Pinterest, it's kind of like you're making your little Pinterest boards, but I mean, what's The Secret to you? Um, I read two pages of The Secret and it's thinking really hard yeah. about something you want. But I have this week, in just in this week, Anna Bay first goes, she, she had a video out that was recommended to me called like how I began my luxury lifestyle. I was like, this is going to be rich. <laughs> it's all just about how she made a vision board about how she wanted to be married to a billionaire. And then she got married to a billionaire. And then the, tell me this isn't the biggest horseshit you've ever heard. I'm watching, I'm obsessed with, I watch all these fashion and lifestyle YouTubers. I'm watching so many vlogs and it's fucking up my brain. Um, I watching this. I was watching some video called like my handbag collection, where this girl's just showing showing off her designer purses, and she's like, "This purse I actually attracted through this this method that you learn about in the secret." I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be rich." So apparently, what happened is she had wanted this Prada bag, and she would look at it on websites occasionally, and a 
store, an online store, contacted her like through a PR email and said, we'll give you a gift card if you make a sponsored post on YouTube or Instagram. And it was for enough money for her to buy the bag. But I'm like, bitch, you have a million subscribers. How is this not a purely a coincidence? I'm sure you get emailed for brands all the goddamn time. Okay. For shit like this. All right. Well, that's not the secret. I g- agree with that. And, like, I also, like, I don't know. Do whatever self-help thing you want. I do think, though, that if you are, like, a little Russian girl and you're like, I want to marry billionaire, that's, like, a much, that's, that's like, a focused goal. I think a lot of people have the goal where they're like, I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to do something that matters. I want to feel like I want to feel like what I'm doing is important. And it's like that's too general. I want to fuck a billionaire and rope him in, and then get him to not sign a prenup. And then when he divorces me for an 18 year old, I'm a billionaire. You can write that on a piece of paper, and you can like cut out pictures of billionaires and stick them to your vision board. Have you ever made a vision board? No, because I'm not stupid. Okay. Then that's a great lie. You, now, I do want to make a vision board now, though. What? I do want to make a vision board now, though. There is no way you are a Caucasian girl in her 20s. There is no way you have never made a vision board. I have a Pinterest that's kind of like a virtual vision board. It's like making... What, what's one of your, like, Pinterest... I, by the way, I've never seen your Pinterest account. What's, like, one of your little Pinterest boards? I have an entire Pinterest board just about baking bread. God, I fucking love baking bread. I have, like, all these recipes of different sourdough starters and different bread recipes and, like, the cheapest bread you can make at home because I got into it when I was in college. I yeah. started just baking my own low Loaves of bread, and I would bake like four loaves of bread at a time. It's fucking lit. I should start baking bread again. You should start. Everyone's baking bread. If there were ever a time to get, and you know, we have a rolling pin from my old roommate. Yeah, I saw you fuckers are all getting into, while you were out having sex with females, I was studying the sourdough starter. (laughs) I finally saw what a sourdough starter looks like. It looks like a little baby alien slime. It does look like a little baby alien slime. You're right. It's fucking terrifying. Because forever on Facebook during the whole quarantine, people like like all the people in like me and Sriracha are both on like a lot of these uh, like local Brooklyn boards. And so many posts, like... Are racist. <laughs> well, A, definitely. A lot of racists in Brooklyn, if you didn't know. Yeah, I saw a post the other day that was like, maybe thanks to the coronavirus, the Chinese will leave Brooklyn and the Italians can come back. <laughs> and then all these people underneath that were like, no, the Italians got kicked out to Staten Island. I don't know why they live. Just... And like Just, 20 people having a conversation about how to get the Asians out of Brooklyn. Yeah, like, yeah, that's reasonable. How do we accomplish this goal as a community? Yeah, well, well look, it's the secret. We've put out there what we want. Get the Chinese back to China. Exactly. But everyone was like, I've got a sourdough starter who wants it, or I need a sourdough starter who's got one. There was like this whole like Pokemon trading scene of sourdough starters going, which, by the way, is how I'm pretty sure COVID-19 spread throughout Brooklyn. Just sucking sourdough starters out of each other's mouths, probably. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. So, you're, okay, so you got your bread thing. We we're talking about why. Oh, so Anna Bay. How now? Look, I know obviously anybody can lie about having married a billionaire, but you seem to think that she did. 
I do not know if she is married. Okay. She doesn't say if she is married. She is either... She does not work. I know that. She does not work. She does YouTube full-time, and her boyfriend subsidizes her lifestyle. Okay. What was the question again? (laughs) Well, well, because you earlier said, like, like, all right, her her goal is... Billionaire marriage, and you also told me that she had married a billionaire. Now I'm getting the sense that she's fucking a billionaire. She, Has she not yet married a billionaire? She, who, who knows or who cares? The, all that matters is she's not working, and her boyfriend, her fiance, boyfriend, whatever, is a very wealthy, and he's paying for fucking everything okay, for well, her. All right, that is cool. But she's got to land this plane. Because the thing is, one day she wakes up. All her computers and her cameras are gone, and there's and there's like a 19-year-old Russian girl named Oksana, and she wants to be a YouTuber. And now there's billionaires, like, subsidizing, like, Oksana's TikTok career. Like, you gotta get the paper before you get cut. Yeah, I mean, she's... If you don't want to get cut, you gotta get the paper. You gotta get the rock. Yeah, that's true. She needs to buckle down on that shit. She needs to update her vision board. Because the thing is, if she, oh, she's teaching all these classes about how to marry a billionaire, how to marry a billionaire. And all I'm hearing right now is that like she's like having sex with a billionaire, and then that billionaire is paying for her lifestyle. And it's like, well, this isn't how to get a sugar daddy. It's how to marry a billionaire. Bro, you do not need to convince me that this woman is lying. That is my default position. But you, but the thing or is. Or that she's not, the woman pretending to be a billionaire is not who she is representing herself. You do not need to convince me of that. That is my default platform. Here. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Because you told me that, like, she sometimes drops subtle clues that she that she has always been wealthy. And so now I'm like, was she like the daughter of a billionaire? Like, maybe marriage doesn't really matter to her. Like, maybe she comes from family money. Because the thing is, if you're new money, then you know how coach works. And if you're new money, then you know you can't get, then you can't get uh, room service at like the Holiday Inn. But if you're old money, you don't know that shit. Yeah, you see, I, I'm under the impression because I watch, I have many Anna Bay theories that I have carefully this, I want to talk about like all a of match, them. like a beautiful matchbook uh What's it called? Eightful Tower. Okay. Mm. So I am under the impression that Anna Bay has always been not, maybe not billionaire wealthy, but she's, her family is pretty up there because she has talked about before how she went to some kind of finishing school Mm -hmm. when she was in her teenage years. Mm. She has went to some kind of finishing school because she has she let it slip in one of her videos like thing elegance rules that elegance ladies don't follow. And apparently at finishing school, they told her that a elegant lady should never have bare legs. Like if she's going outside, even in the summertime. Yeah, it's fucking stupid and weird. And I don't understand. Wait a minute. No, no, no. But that's not the kind of bullshit that you make up like that's. That's so specific and weird that I don't think that you could make that up. Hold on a second. Hold on. By the way, I want to go through a lot of the rules she has. So if you don't have any ready now, we will take a break. Should elegant ladies never have bare legs? If, hmm, you know, if you see a, if you like see a, 
cool looking girl wearing like sensible riding pants or like, I don't know, capris, cool khaki. If you see a lady rocking some kind of cool pant, that is maybe more elegant than a girl rocking some kind of cool skirt. Which would you apply the word elegant to faster? Like a, a lady in a sensible skirt or a lady in sensible slacks? A, a knee-length skirt. That's like matron. Because most of the rules to elegance are also the rules to looking like an old person. Tell me. So, yeah, no. Keeping your knees covered in a skirt, that's old lady shit, man. Okay, I agree. I feel like you could, I feel like you could have some, some like elegant capri pants. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. All right. Tell me some of the other rules of this elegant lady. It's like weird bullshit rules. Like here's one of her elegance rules is that elegant ladies do not, even when they're sitting at home, they do not swig from a water bottle. They have a glass with them and they pour the water. That's why I watch these videos. That's what initially draw me is I fucking love weird bullshit rules, like arbitrary bullshit like this. I, I find it absolutely fascinating what some people with too much time on their hands care about. An elegant lady never drinks from a water bottle. Correct. That's true. I I don't know how I know that's true, but I know that's true. You see some lady uh, guzzling down a Poland spring bottle with the sport with the sport quick release top, or you see a lady pull out her hydro flask, pull out a glass from somewhere, pour it in the glass. Put the hydro flask away, sip on the glass. That's elegance. She did a review of business class on British Airways recently, which was very, very, very funny to me because she she was filming inside the airport lounge. Like, you know, that if you've never, if you have no idea, at the airport, they if you're a first class passenger or you have a pass, you can hang out in this cool lounge only for people that have money. So you could be like away from the pores in the general boarding area. But she was recording the inside of the British Airway lounge and there was bottles of wine and champagne just hanging out just like that you could take and drink from and she's bitching about like the wine selection and the only thing i'm thinking is that is a recipe for disaster just providing people with self-serve unlimited wine are you kidding me in an airport are you nuts Okay, I'm sorry if it looks like I'm not paying attention to you. I am listening to your story, but I'm also looking up. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm at schoolofaffluence.com. Yeah, yeah, she also has a redirect, what's it called, a funnel page called millionaireplaces.com, where you could download a free ebook where with 200 places where you can meet rich people. Most of them are fucking bullshit. I, I downloaded it. Here are some examples of some millionaire places. Please have it open. And I do. Uh, park, dog park, nail salon. Who the fuck is reading? Or where the fuck are you, rich people? Go, you go. Be- not just millionaires. Billionaires are hanging around at the nail salon. Yeah, no, fuck you. Come on, All right, keep going. Come on, Anna. Try a little harder. Places. Don't miss the usual places where wealthy men circulate. Be regular in these places, and you have a high chance of meeting someone. Five star hotels. Okay. Yeah, like let me just whip out. Huh, what? You're not allowed to just hang out in a hotel? Yes, you are. The hotel bar. That's fucking... No, the, dude, five-star hotels, you can't go. You have to go, like, you have to have a card key. That is absolutely... How many times have you and I gone to a super nice hotel bar? Oh, yeah, you're right. We Plenty did, of... We did do that one time. <laughs> we've done that a couple of times because it's like, well, those bars are open late. Like, um... the. 
the five-star hotel bar scene is like the sexiest scene. It is pretty sexy. Yeah, there's there's like this famous rest. There's this famous uh, uh, hotel in Los Angeles. What is it? The Chateau? The Chateau something? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, there's some famous. Uh, there's some famous uh, hotel in LA called like the Chateau Marmont. And the Chateau Marmont hotel bar scene is its own thing. Like before Scarlett Johansson got famous, like she would hang out at the Chateau Marmont hotel bar. You can go to, yeah, that's true, because you can go to the Beverly Hills hotel, the bar. It's really cute. It's pink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like if you're like a cute young girl looking to meet a billionaire, well, where the hell do you think they're staying at a three-star hotel? Okay, how about this one? Right. Exclusive networking clubs. I don't even know what the fuck that means. All right, well, I don't know how I'm going to get into an exclusive networking club if I have nothing to offer, which I don't. And then the next one is millionaire club slash theaters. And I feel like you're repeating these. Millionaire? A millionaire's theater? What? A millionaire's theater? What okay, I don't know what... All right, that would... You- just say hotel bars. Just say hotel Just bars. Say, okay, well, can, can I get like one or two more of these? Yeah, okay, we have. Let me scroll down. Travel. The easiest way to meet people is usually through travel. People let their guard down more, especially during air travel. Start talking to the person sitting next to you. Absolutely, dude, I'll fucking do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Do it if you're like a hot 19-year-old Russian girl and you're just talking to some billionaire dude. Do it. Jet set cities, for example, New York. <laughs> okay, that's true. You have a better chance of meeting billionaires here. I mean, I guess, but you also have a pretty high chance of meeting just like five die assholes. Yeah. You, I mean, you have a much better chance of meeting us and we can't help you at all. We can't help you at all. Sorry. We can't help you get the billionaires club. Oh, she has a list of online dating apps hmm. for millionaires. Billionaire? Now, I remember a long time <laughs> ago, there was some sort of... There was like Tinder, but it was called The League. The League is on here. Tell yeah. Okay, all right. Talk to us. The League is an app that you can only use if you're hot or rich. Yes. I'm dead fucking kidding. That was the whole point of the app. You have to like apply to The League. And like, if you're not, a tr- this was years ago. Like, I have no idea. The last time I looked into this was like five or six years ago. Like, um... You have to you have to send a bunch of pictures and a bio. You have to like link your work email so like they know that you actually work at Goldman Sachs. Like you can't just say you work at Goldman Sachs. They'll check. Like you have to, you have to be interviewed a la a passport renewal or pay them like a thousand dollars, which are both pretty good ways to prove that you're rich. Cause like if you're rich, yeah, you have a thousand dollars. You could burn on this social media thing. And if it doesn't work, you've already forgotten. You spend the money. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> the league is fantastic. Did you ever get on the league? I was on the league for a hot second when I was in college. Yeah. I, I have a very specific memory because I, I got on it and I was like showing it to my one friend in her dorm as a joke. And I, this is the friend that tore her computer apart to store beer in it have i ever told she's the smartest fucking woman i've ever met in my goddamn life what is this she she had this giant computer like a computer that you would see in a sci-fi movie and it was a big monitor but if you opened one of the monitors she would put liquor in there and that's how she hit it she would like uh drill it closed and open too. It was fantastic. the greatest thing I've ever heard. And I remember sitting there showing her like the league and being like, it's hot and this is so fucking stupid. She looks at me, she's like, yet you're on it. (laughs) And I was like, oh damn, I'm shallow. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta 
Bobby Hotchkin on the league. We're rich. Good job, college age sriracha. No, yeah, they they do interview you. Yeah. It's a pretty intensive. Like they made Tell me send me them about a, this interview. They made me send them a photo of my passport. Yeah, to prove that I wasn't lying about who of I was. Of course, because it could be some other beautiful, uh, beautiful brunette. Yeah, no, then you have to you have to do a FaceTime and you have to hold. Hey, you have to take a picture. You had to take a picture of yourself holding a picture of your driver's license or passport yep. to get on this fucking. It was goddamn ridiculous. What kind of questions did they ask you? Oh, they didn't ask me shit. They were like, what's your job? And I was like, I'm an unemployed college student. They're like, great. Welcome on board. (laughs) (laughs) Set sail for billionaire men. (laughs) Did you ever get a date on the league? No, because I was too, I pussied out on it. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I did. You did? Well, I didn't know. I didn't. I never seriously used it. I was just into it as a concept. Well, congratulations. Look, you're league approved. You're league worthy. Yet I was on it. (laughs) Look, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. I remember... I applied for the league, and at the time, like, I was working at, like, a big advertising agency. I had, like, a lot of nice photos of me from the agency, like, like corporate headshots. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll do, like, corporate, if you don't know, like, they'll do, like, corporate headshot day sometimes. Everyone always looks so fat in those. Doesn't matter how fat you look. <laughs> it's a corporate headshot. It, it, remember, the picture is not how attractive is this guy. The picture is, does this guy work for a major corporation? <laughs> like, that's what we're finding out. We're like, it, it, corporations, they'll just like, they'll hire like an Oscar winning photographer for a day to just come in with their lights and their cameras and make everyone look and feel pretty. And like the Oscar winning photographer makes like $60,000 for a day of work. All your employees feel hot and happy. And when you go out for pitches, your these headshot photos will, will be like in your Outlook, uh, it, like, like, you know, in your Outlook profile. So like every email you send has a hot picture of you. Like when you make a deck of like everyone that's coming in the pitch, it's just like hot, 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 hot. And, you know, sex sells. So I applied for the league and all this stuff, like 11 months later. I got accepted to the league. Congratulations, your league worthy. At that, we were already dating. Oh, damn it! At the time, I ruined your chances of dating a Russian billionaire. I know. God damn it! Fuck. But like, like I'm like, oh, now you're taking me to the league. Now you're taking me. Now all of a sudden you want to share us coconuts to the league. Well, guess what? Stairs Coconuts doesn't want you the league. Get out of here, the league. I got approved in like two days. Yeah, of course you. <laughs> God damn it! Of course you did. All right. So anyway, so I'm at. Uh, jetsetbabe.com Oh yeah, that's her that's her online fishing school. Please, please, I am begging you, audience, if there's a sh- I know it's a fucking sausage fest. I've seen the download stats, but if there's anyone who has this course, please send me an email. I'm begging you. I need to know what's in the course. The seven-step formula to high society. $350. An online course for women who want to fine-tune their elegance, social grace, and utilize the formula of elite society. Okay, I need to just find a bunch of these rules. Apparently, they wrote about her in Cosmo UK. A-N-N-A-B-E-Y. Cosmopolitan. The Secret Lives of Instagram's It Girls. Okay. No, that can't be her. Oh, I don't know. It's just, let me see what this says. Bay, B-E-Y. What if you don't have the... Whoa. Okay. Is that that... Uh- Daily Mail article that absolutely rips her new asshole. No, 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 no. This is Cosmo, which says very nice things about her. Apparently, she's Swedish. 32-year-old Swedish 
uh, a Swede with supermodel proportions. So, oh, here's a way to snag a rich guy. Some women upload selfies from their bedrooms, but they tag them as if they were in Cannes or St. Tropez during the right points of the season. Now, I don't know what St. Tropez is, but context is telling me it's a place where rich guys hang out. It's an island off the southern coast of France. There you go. She's saying this is an inexpensive, surefire way to get spotted by rich dudes. That's clever as fuck. Yes, her company, School of Affluences, School of Affluence, she's positioned herself as a lifestyle coach for those seeking to penetrate the upper echelons. Okay. Oh, she says never wear a bandage dress. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she fucking has a hate boner for bandage dress and uh, platform shoes. I, uh, okay, here we go. She's from Stockholm, Sweden. Her father was an IT guy. Her mother was a lawyer. At age 19, she moved to Rome, where she met a rich Italian man who flew her around the world, showered her with designer swag, wined and dined her in the most decadent of eateries. The easiest way to achieve an elite lifestyle is through a man, shrugs Anna. I don't think people understand how common transactional sex is. Not everybody does it, of course. There are other ways in, but it's kind of the norm in the world, she says casually. Wait, is her 350... Dollar course, just telling you to go bang rich guys and then they'll marry you. I, that's the sense I'm getting, yes. I don't know if this is how you find a rich husband. I think this is how you find a rich hookup. Sugar daddy, I guess. Yeah, but not even like your own sugar daddy, like a sugar foster father who's sponsoring several sugar babies. Yeah, I've heard that sugar babies have like seven sugar daddies. Oh, God. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work. What if they get in a fight with one another? Like how you're not supposed to write more than one prisoner. Like, have you ever been on those write a prisoner websites? They tell you don't write more than one prisoner at a certain facility or they will fucking shank each other over you. I'm sorry, what? Have you never, you, it's called like, literally like, write a convict. This is, you, okay, I just, I, again, just to level set, your question was, have you never been to those Reddit prisoner <laughs> writing websites? Oh, like, you're asking me like, this is like, have you ever been to McDonald's or Walmart? No, I've never been to a Reddit prisoner writing website. Please tell me about all the time you spend there. There is a website. I think it's called Write a Convict. And they it's really cute. They each get to make their own little bio. It's about like, uh, <laughs> hi, my name's John. I'm in prison for life, but I'm looking for a connection to the outside world. Then you get to click on to see what they did. It's like rape seven people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, how's, how have your prisoner correspondences been going? I want to write a prisoner, but I've thought I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. But I need to open a P.O. box or something, because I really, really do not want the prisoner knowing where I live. Spite Incorporated has a P.O. box that's regularly used to send us awesome anime merchandise. Oh, and, damn, you're right. And, I do have a P.O. box. Yeah, P.O. box 90700, Brooklyn, New York, 11209 Fine for me to finally start writing prisoners. Yeah, look, if you want to send us Big Bang Theory DVDs, Survivor, the customizable card game trading cards, or kiss-covered letters from prisoners, but maybe lipsticks their own blood or something weird. I'm going to write a letter to Austin Jones, that pedophile that's in the 
Pennsylvania you person. You even say the word pedophile in an adorable way. <laughs> you are kidding. Surprise is like, I want to write to a pedophile. A pedophile. Wink, wink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just think the British version sounds better. Okay, well, pedophile. Pedophile. Jesus <laughs> all right, Anna. All right, papa. All right, she says, well, let's close on this. She says, you want to paint a picture to wealthy men that you have status of your own by looking the part. You want your Instagram buyer to read model with an accompanying set of professional photos, ideally peppered throughout the feed. Girls collaborate with photographers. They get shots for their grid. Photogra- the photographer gets uh, shots for their, for-, for their portfolio. I've heard that, but I think there are way too many models and not enough photographers for that to be a good transaction. There's a lot of photographers. There's a lot because like any man with any man holding any kind of camera thinks I could be a photographer. Like all the times I've taken pictures of you with like my shitty iPhone. I'm always like, oh, yeah, the lighting's great. Oh, yeah, this is a great angle. And then we're always like, I'm blurry. How come I'm blurry in all these? And I'm like, I went to film school. I'm a photographer. No, you look at the fucking camera roll. It's like Michael J. Fox was taking pictures of me. How hard is it to just hold a camera? You just you press on your face and it auto focuses. How fucking difficult is that? I'm worried about the angle, the light. The pose. What are we trying to say with these photos? I don't have time for things like, is the model in the picture or can you see her face through all this blur? I got, I, I'm telling a story here. Anyway, yeah, I'm obsessed with Anna Bay. I'm also fucked in the head because I'm getting old. Last night I watched, I sat there and I watched a video of someone clean their kitchen and I was like getting horny. I was like, oh yeah, I, I should buy these clean. And then I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I spent too much time inside. My brain is melting. You're watching. You're watching videos of someone else clean their kitchen. Yes. Were they even doing it in an interesting way? Where they're like, you can use toothpaste to do this, or like, was it just like some normie cleaning their kitchen? It was a normie doing a unboxing of cleaning products from. I shit you not. I'm not making this up. This is what I watched for 25 minutes last night. 25 minutes of my life that I will never get back. And it was a bunch of, she was unboxing a bunch of acrylic containers for like cans and shit. And I'm like, I need acrylic containers for my cans and shit. And I need to clean my oven. What's an acrylic container? It's like a, okay, so you know how when you buy a 12-pack of cans of soda, and you open it, and then every time you go to grab a soda, if you put it on its side, all the cans come pouring out. Yeah, they just go. They just go. They make these acrylic things, which I just learned last night, that you could put all the cans in, and then it dispenses one can at a time. Isn't that convenient as fuck? They also make voice-operated trash cans. Isn't that fucking wild? You say, open trash can and the trash can opens okay you have unlimited money what are you furnishing your house with what are you buying i've been on way oh my god i've been training for this the last three days i seriously said i could redecorate the apartment i've been on wayfair constantly cherry everything is cherry and marble that's the theme of this apartment so so the other so oh i actually i haven't talked about this yet so just a real quick sidelight like uh i did my drunk day i did it I got drunk. I continued to get drunk. I'm wasted on the couch with Sarantia. Feeling relaxed and comfortable for maybe the first time all year for some reason. Kind of feeling like calm and at ease as if like my brain is finally getting that chemical it's been screaming about wanting. And um, and, uh, and I don't know. She just started talking about redecorating. 
How did it even come up? How did our redecorating conversation start? Because we're spending so much goddamn time in this house. That's right. And I'm having fucking panic attacks now because there's just shit everywhere. There's shit everywhere. And I have a copy of the life-changing magic of cleaning up, of tidying up right here. This is my fucking Bible. I'm minimalist as fuck. I'm utilitarian as fuck. I would prefer we have no furniture. (laughs) I just want to sit on the ground all day and watch the TV on the ground. I hate clutter and there is nothing in this apartment but fucking clutter. Look at the wall behind you. Look at this. What the fuck? fuck is going on uh, here? Paint a picture with your words. What do you see? What do you see you don't like? I see clutter and bullshit and toys. And what the fuck is even that? Uh, get specific. What do you see that you don't like here? Those books down there? Have you ever fucking read any of them? Okay, hold on. Let me take a look at these books. I see we've got a copy of Spud the Disposable Assassin. I've read half of it. You have a copy of Infinite Jest? Go fuck yourself. You are never going to read Infinite Jest. I got that as a gift. A joke? Yes. (laughs) I said, like, because I... The easiest way to establish that someone is a douchebag in like a movie or a comedy sketch is there's a copy of Infinite Chest on their desk. Yes. I know everything about this person I need to. And I, I had a friend with a humongous copy of Infinite Chest. And then later he got me one as like a joke. Well, you know what normal people do when they get a gag gift is they laugh and then they take it home, maybe enjoy it for a few days and then throw it in the garbage. This book, everyone needs to own it. It's basically that meme of... Goofy saying, damn bitch, you live like this in the book. It's awesome. Okay. I love it. I love the Con Murray method, and I fucking love tidying up, and I love throwing shit away. Okay. So the other night, so I'm drunk as hell, and, uh, and yeah, right. Sriracha's like unhappy, and I'm like, what can I do? What can we do to make you happier? And she's like, can we get rid of all the bullshit in this apartment? And I go, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw away all this shit right now. And she's like, no, 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 wait. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, I care about you and I want to make you happy. I will throw away. You point at it, it's gone. I'll throw away this, I'll throw away that. And then, uh, like, for example, on my wall, I have like a, like a pizza, like a fake pizza that looks like a gold record album that I used in a Tums commercial like four years ago. We had on our walls, on our wall space, we had lanyards for Patreon meetups, something we actively make fun of on this show. Yes, exactly. And those lanyards were attached to like a big like pizza serving spatula thing that was also from like the pizza commercial. I had all these statues of like a pizza maker and it said like world's best pizza. I have my Mr. Pizza like desk thing. What we kind of realized when I was drunk is that like half of our living room is just props from this one commercial about pizza I made. And and I'm like, I'll throw out all this shit right now. I'll throw it all out. And Siraj is like, no, no, no. Don't throw it away. I'm afraid that like you'll want to throw it away when you're drunk and then when you'll sober up, you'll yell at me for, for making you throw it away. And I go, I swear to God, I'm going to wake up in the morning and start destroying all this stuff. And I do. I go to sleep. I wake up. What's the first thing I do? All the pizza stuff goes right in the trash. <laughs> Siraj, you thought I like cared about all this pizza prop stuff. I assumed you did because it was taking up real estate in our very small New York City apartment. But fuck me. No, I guess we just cover our house with garbage now. You want to nail that big gulp cup to the wall next? I don't know. Look, look, you didn't always live here. For a, lo- for a while, 
this place was just me. And I don't have the money. Like, like I didn't have like the money to like decorate things in a nice way. So I just like made this look like a college frat house, <laughs> like a giant Admiral Akbar mask, like a, a, a wizard hat, pickle Rick in the corner. Like who cares? But now that like someone with style and class lives here, I, I don't care. How many, how many garbage bags of trash are in the hallway right now? About 12. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of what I've kept. My Wario hat. Good. I like that. Essential. I like my Wario hat. I'm even considering getting rid of the terror owl mask. (laughs) Don't throw away everything. I don't, but none of this stuff really doesn't mean that much to me. I'd rather live in like a nice place. Yeah, but it's got to have some personality. Like, that's the personality wall, which is all you. And then me, the weird utilitarian, <laughs> rest of the apartment, weird boxy cherry furniture. We're going to be living in a Wayfair commercial. Yeah, I, look, I'm, look, look, that lamp over there, I found that lamp on the street one day. Are you fucking kidding me? No, that lamp is like, fr- I saw it on the street and I was like, oh, I need a lamp. Oh, good. So it's got super AIDS on it. <laughs> Yeah, last night when I was doing my drunk stream, I put the lampshade on my head to be like, I'm a lampshade party crazy guy. It smells like roast beef in there. Ew, gross. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. I could care so, I don't care about like any of this stuff. Yesterday, I just threw out like 10 years worth of like Christmas cards. I just did. It's like... Who keeps Christmas cards? Well, I did because I love my family, but now I'm realizing that, like, I also would like to... You know, look, it might be nice to leave college is what I'm saying. And I'm getting rid of, like, all this stuff. What else did I... Threw, like, I threw away all my past dispensers yesterday. It's like, I don't need this many pet dispensers. The number of pet dispensers <laughs> a 37-year-old man in New York City needs is zero. Zero, yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, we got rid of... I threw away the... Sriracha one time went to, like, the Sweden Penis Museum. Yeah, really, really overrated. Don't go to the Penis Museum in Iceland. Yeah, the Iceland. And, like, so so she brought back, like, a stuffed penis doll. And, like, that's in the trash now. It's like, it was fun. Good. Fuck me. Yeah. Look, I'm glad that you Look, it was nice to get that doll, but, like, time moves on. We gotta get rid of the, but but you know I did I kept the first letter you ever wrote me. Aw, yeah, was I nice. those. those but nice. like a mug that you made me, it was like it was kind of broken anyway. It was literally broken, and it, I drew on it with sharpie. Right, so, and then we put it in the washing machine. We put it in the dishwasher once. I don't even know why we did. But yeah, so it doesn't even have what it was supposed to have on it, which was the design that I drew. And it doesn't even have that. It's just a shitty dollar store, but we were proudly just laying in our home. Yeah, but the design was, it was the Starbucks lady, but instead of the mermaid in there... You put Wadamote in there? Yeah, because there's this one scene where she <laughs> just goes to a Starbucks and loses her goddamn mind. Oh, right, it was Frappa... Like, fr- Flappuccino? Yeah, because it was like... The guy was like, do you want a Frappuccino? And she interprets that as Flappuccino. Fal- like fellatio, or is, I don't know. It was a very bizarre period of my life. <laughs> so, but I really, but, it was, but like, look, I'll keep, but I'm throwing everything. It's all out. It's gone. My bull costume, gone. My three prisoner costumes, dead. Green Lantern costume, out. Green Lantern ring, I'm keeping. You I sure mean, you don't on. want that box of receipts from 2008? 
Yeah, I need to. Apparently, I've been keeping receipts since 2008 in this big. But now we got to get a shredder, which is the thing that makes me horny. <laughs> You're on YouTube looking at like cleaning supplies. Today, I realized, oh, my God, I need to buy a paper shredder. I don't want to buy one. I need to. And that's that is the dividing line between fake boomer and like real boomer. That's the boomer event horizon is buying a shredder. Yes, it's the boomer. It's the, instead of the Rubicon, it's the Boomicon. <laughs> like once you step in it, you are not stepping out the same way. But I gotta shred all these old receipts. Old tax returns for 2006. What are they doing in this box? Where was this box even? It was in there, officer. It was in the cherry thing with my the record player. I got you on it. We I got, do like that keep, record player. We're keeping all the porgs, obviously. Well, well, let's, we're not monsters. I mean, come on. <laughs> Throw our kids in the garbage. How dare you? Even this one whose eye fell off. He's so cute, though. I love him. This is the dumbest looking porg ever made by Disney. I named him Mesh Potato because he looks like he licks windows for a living. He does look stupid. He's like a big <laughs> puffy ball of love. And the eyes are pointed in two different directions, which is hard on a port because they don't have pupils. And the reason that it's happening is because we were we gave him to my baby nephew and then my baby nephew kept throwing him up in the air. And then he, and then my baby nephew threw him off like an interior second store balcony in Florida. And he landed on the ground, and his eye just flew across the room. It was incredible. That kid was horrified. Yeah, he started crying, and then we were like, "It's okay." The eye goes back on. The he, yeah, is right. Fine. I had to make him like do a dance to stop this kid. Like, see, he's not hurt. He's totally fine. Yeah. Exactly. That was just an extra eye he had as a backup. One-eyed pork is even happier for some reason. Did you know that you can live with one kidney? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are we talking about, cats? Look, what we've been talking about, we never got to the cats. So just real quick, you, uh, you wake up. One more. I wake up one morning and you're screaming about cats, and I'm like, Sriracha, can we please record this? Because I don't know you're going to be as passionate about cats in a couple of days. And right now, cats seems like the most important thing in the world to you. Do you remember what got up your ass about cats? So, as I was saying, whenever one so- internet celebrity makes a video about something, all of those other goddamn copycats come out. YouTube's like, oh, you watched this one video of cats? <laughs> Here's seven more. <laughs> so I got started to watching them. I think it's just, listen, so much of this shit boils down to, ha ha, cats and musicals fucking weird. Like, not even the movie looks horrendous, which it does. I'll give you that. Not even the movie looks horrendous. And this lady's video I watched, it was fine. It was about how the movie looks horrendous. Okay. And apparently they finished it like the day before it went on screen. That sounds about right. <laughs> and it was awful. And they didn't let them wear mocap suits. So they had to digitally edit all of this horrifying fur <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> but anyways, listen, I've seen Cats the musical. My parents dragged me when I was 12, and I understood it totally. And Cats makes perfect fucking sense if you're not a fucking dumbass. I will explain the plot of Cats to you, right? If you're not a dumbass sitting there asking bad faith criticism questions so you can put your little clickbait bullshit YouTube video, it makes perfect fucking sense. You ready, Asterius? I'm going to explain Cats to you. Okay. 
cats is about a group of cats called the Jellicle Cats. What is a Jellicle Cat? A Jellicle Cat goes to the Jellicle Ball. What is the Jellicle Ball? Fuck you. Why are you asking these fucking questions? Do you really give a shit? You have all of the information that you need. They literally sing a song about how they are fucking Jellicle Cats. In every goddamn musical, there's a character that talks directly to the audience like, hey, dumb, in Hamilton, they start every song by saying the year like, hey, stupid shithead, you know that other, that war? It's done now. We're not doing that anymore. They do that in Cats, too. There is literally a character that says, am I looking at a man who has never heard of a Jellicle cat? And then they tell you everything that you need to know about the fucking cats, which is that they go to the Jellicle ball. At the Jellicle ball, they all dance around like assholes. And that is the plot of Cats, is you get to watch people on stage dance around like assholes and sing about dying. Huh, it's pretty fucked up that they're singing about death, right? No, it's actually not at all because in cats let me tell you a serious let me fucking tell you if i knew with 100 percent certainty that a there is an afterlife and b i would definitely be going to the good afterlife i would kill myself right fucking now i would not even wait until finishing this podcast to put a bullet in my brain these cats regularly see their friends ascend a literal stairway to heaven and they, when you think they don't want to die, are you fucking insane? Life sucks. I'm a human with human rights and autonomy and an intelligent brain that can understand abstract thoughts and I want to fucking kill myself. Do you know how awful life would be for a cat that lives on this street? I mean, it's, I had no idea that the cats was about to, Cats is about a bunch of suicide. So you're telling me... Cats is about a bunch of suicidal cats? Yes. Why don't they just call it suicidal cats? Then I would know what the fuck they're talking about. It's about fucking cats. And it's about going to the theater because it's the goddamn 1980s and the world is a different time. And you get to sit there and for two hours you get to watch people prance around the stage like cats. It was the 1980s, guys. Come on. The, the main export of our country was weird shit put in jail. And you're still wondering why this was popular Because it was weird Fuck you Cats makes perfect goddamn sense If you're not a dumb asshole Okay Well first off We did do that a lot in the 80s We got into this thing in the 80s Where we were like How many grapes can we put in a jello mold And it was like The more grapes you could put in the jello mold The better your jello mold is And by the way We were eating something called mold and we were excited about it. Mmm, jello mold. Can't wait to get that mold in my mouth. Ho, ho, ho. It's a moldy Monday. B, I still don't know what a jellical cat is or what the jellical ball is. And you can say, fuck you, but it's like, you if you're exactly. going to tell me that there's a thing called a jellical ball, can you at least tell me, uh, where is it held? What is the point of it? Who attends? Do you wear a costume? How do you get into the Jellicle Ball? Can you stop asking these bullshit bad faith questions and let me answer? The Jellicle Ball is a social event where all the Jellicle cats get together and dance and sing and pick one cat that gets to ascend to heaven. That's it. And the sympathy vote at the end of the goddamn musical goes to Grizabella, the glamour cat who's dirty and stinky and nobody wants to spend any time with her because she's dirty and she smells like shit. That's it. That is all the information you need to experience Cats the musical and enjoy it. But how 
Do you become a jellical cat? Fuck you. Do you care? Why? Why is this information necessary? Well, because you only really jellical cats can go to the jellical ball. It's a, are all cats jellical cats? Yes. Well, then why do they even make the distinction? <laughs> they literally say in the musical, all cats are jellical cats. Why don't they just call it the ball? Fucking or kill the yourself. Ball. Why do you care? It's just weird. And if you're going to point. Of course it's weird. That's the whole point of the fucking musical is that it's fucking weird. Okay. Look. God damn, you are cats pissing was, me off. Cats was written in the 1980s by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Who also wrote Starlight Express? Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote uh, the, Jesus what, Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. What else did he write? Uh, Clearly, you know Technicolor Raincoat. Yeah, G- Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay. And by the way, it's weird that Andrew Lloyd Webber had like two whacks of the Jesus bat. It's like okay, Jesus Christ Superstar. It's like ah, why don't you understand how I get so out of hand? Jesus Christ Superstar. It's like oh, what's next, Andrew? Ha 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 ha. Joseph, Joseph. He's got a weird coat. Joseph <laughs> from the Bible. It's like uh, yeah. You got, any, you got anything else? Shut the fuck up, R slash atheism. I look. I know. I don't know much about Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know a couple things, but I do know this. Cats was the longest running Broadway musical in history. And I know that because when I was a kid, it was just nonstop commercials for Cats in New York. Like, it was like, go to the Winter Garden Theater, see Cats. It's been running for 30 years. Go see Cats. Like, I never really knew what Cats was about. I just knew it was a thing. But if it's been out since the 80s, and it's about the ball scene in New York, well, there was another famous ball scene in New York, which was like... Drag balls. What the fuck are you talking about? It's not about. It's not a literal ball, Asterios. It's a jellical ball. It's just a party. Right. Exactly. But are are you aware of like the New York ball scene in the eighties? Do yes. Do the drag queens go to heaven at the fucking balls that they have? Well, well, okay. So, so again, so we're, so let's just establish the fact that like in the nineteen eighties, there was these things called balls. There, there was a uh, there, there was a documentary about it. I think you might have told yeah, me. Yeah, Paris is burning, and I'm it's the only Paris. one out of us that have seen it's it. Called Paris is burning, and it, and it was kind of, and like so these balls were kind of like these like closed door private parties where you could truly be yourself where like you know if you were someone who engaged in the drag scene well like there weren't fucking reality shows about how cool drag is in the 80s like um it was a place for like queer and lgbt culture to thrive and at the end uh, at the end of the night someone was crowned like the winner of the ball right correct exactly you also had special awards uh-huh. things like realness mm-hmm like a visual, visual, business casual realness. Right, exactly. Is it possible that Cats is a metaphor for like the LGBT scene in the 80s and how AIDS kind of <laughs> ravaged that scene and how like at the end of the night, you know, like at the end of the night, somebody dies, somebody ascends. Griselda, you're telling me she's like an old glamour cat? Is it possible like Griselda is sort of like a... Maybe an older drag queen who, like, gets to win the ball. Like, are you seeing any parallels here? <laughs> Dude, fuck off. What? No way. You don't... Hold on. I'll tell... I'll tell you what. I will look up Cats LGBT 1980s ball scene, and I, I bet there are a lot... Serious. I, it's uh-huh. about cats. It's about cats going to the jail. Cats meaning play. <laughs> what? Who do you think would... <laughs> 
possibly be writing about like the LGBT inferences in the Cats musical? It's some college kid or some it's quite some weirdo. There's a gay character in Cat. There are two gay characters in Cats, okay. of course. Okay, here we go. A theory that they find compelling is that cats can be seen as an allegory for the LGBTQ community's hardships during the 1980s. The musical's characters are outsiders in a human-dominated world, just as the LGBTQ community of the 80s were a minority in a heteronormative society. Um, Grizabella, whom the other cats shun until she sings memory, is similar to people who have HIV-AIDS and are shunned by people who aren't educated enough about the virus. In the same way that knowledge about condition normalizes the presence of the people it affects, the other cats finally accept Grizabella as one of their own after they understand her better. The idea of an LGBT allegory especially resonates in real life since many LGBT actors and cats such as Timothy Scott, Reed Jones, and Michael Scott Gregory all succumb to AIDS-related illnesses. The idea makes Cats a surprisingly relevant show even today. It's like, what do you think Andrew Lloyd Webber is writing about? Cats. I don't think... (laughs) Really? You don't, think, you don't think he's trying to say anything else? Mysterious is about cats. <laughs> okay, well, we can agree to disagree. We agree But it to took disagree. me one minute to find, like, a take that was similar to the exact take I told you. It took you, like, three minutes to find that. Well, it only took me one minute of editing time. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me find one more. throw this book at your head. All right, hold on. Uh, cats? <laughs> That's going to spark joy. <laughs> All right, you give me one When second. I clobber you. Okay. Will you accept the expertise of Jezebel.com? Sure. <laughs> okay, so we can agree that if anyone was going to write an article about how cats is a gay allegory, it would be on Jezebel.com? Yeah. <laughs> That's where, because it's not going to be like, just, it's not going to be like in the Washington Post. It's not going to be in the New York Times. It's going to be in some weird space. All right. Uh, this writer uh, in the article Growing Up Jellicle writes, think about it. The show begins with a bunch of cats telling you they're not regular cats. They're Jellicle cats. Read Jellicle as special and suddenly you'll understand that like they're outsiders, much like gays were outsiders in the 1980s. And I quote, quote, the rest of the show is a Paris is burning style ball where the cats are competing for the chance to reincarnate and ride that floating tire to the heavy side layer. Each cat has his or her own coded queer identity. Jenny Any Dots is a femi lesbian with her crocheting and her military instincts. Bustafficer Jones is a well-fed dilettante. Grizabella is every pop diva who the gays drop for the flashier, shinier thing. That's why she, when she reinvents herself, with a new song, Memory, the cats are like, oh my God, we love you again. In, my, in terms of my own identity, cats taught me that in the confines of a safe, eclectic community, I could be my own true self and I would be celebrated. That's one of the things I genuinely love about cats. There you go. There's a, this is about gay people in the 80s. This- All right. Book closed on cats. It's about gays. It's not about cats. It's about gays. <laughs> Do you think that all things are just about the things? Like... When you see, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a like when you see Lord of the Rings, do you not see, like, the World War II allegory there? I don't see Lord of the Rings because I'm not a fucking nerd. All right, that's it for this episode of the Loudest Podcast. <laughs> no, we got to do voicemails. No, we're doing them next week. I'm done with this episode of the Loudest Podcast. All right, we'll do the voicemails. But that, all right, we'll be right back after this with voicemails. We didn't even listen to Joe Biden's podcast. We'll listen to the goddamn. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. All right, we've been promising this for weeks now. I'm bringing you one minute from Joe Biden's podcast. Oh my God, I am so excited for this. I've purposefully not, what's it called? Listen Fat? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not called Listen Fat. 
It's not called, I can do more push-ups than you. <laughs> it's not called, where am I? Who are you? I'm going to kick your ass, voter. <laughs> it's, it's not called, I'm going to find you and kill you, corn pop. It's called, here's the deal with Joe Biden, which is... <laughs> I think I like that even better than if it had been called like the no malarkey cast. They were so goddamn confident that he was going to get the nomination that they literally named a podcast after a memory that uh, our candidate is senile. And on, on the bright side, though, these debates are going to be fucking hysterical. I know. I can't <laughs> wait. It's just going to be two old men screaming at each other. There is a non-zero chance that Joe Biden just straight up tries to hit Trump <laughs> during one of these debates. I think he's just going to slug him. And I th- and then I think he's going to be tackled and take. It's going to be a big old man mess. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of blood and dentures and jowls all over the stage. Oh, my God. Joe Biden has got something wrong with him. Okay, so here is 45 seconds. It has been listened to 543,000 times. Are Fig Newtons your favorite snack? <laughs> well, this is the uh, actual they're podcast. my favorite. You yes. know why? They're small and I can sneak them. <laughs> I, I know that you can buy little packs of them why and I get them on the, uh, on, on the planes the when I fly back and forth. And But the thing that is the thing that everybody makes fun of me, that when in doubt, I have a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'm sorry. Why does it sound like it was recorded on fucking Discord? Hey, hey, I don't know, but it does. It sounds like it was recorded at like a Jack of the Box drive through I have seen better audio quality on a teenager's podcast that I've been on. Yes, we've been on several teenagers <laughs> podcasts that are clearly just a teenager screaming into their laptop. Teenagers screaming into was it shawarma cast sounds better than this. Yes, I know. How many emails have we gotten from teenagers that are like, I'm sorry, I lost the audio. Can you come back on my podcast? That's just uh, me screaming into my iPhone flipped upside down. Oh, no. Usually it's me that loses the audio. Yeah, I've, I've lost fucked the audio. Up Three consecutive pod. I need to get How my do brain you checked. Keep losing the. All- it's weird that you do. I could because audacity. When you stop it, you have to like export it, and sometimes yeah. forget to do that. That's okay. Well, look. All right, but all right. So now, but back to this. I can't stop thinking of him just like sneaking fig newtons everywhere that he's like gambit but for fig newtons like like he flick he flicks his hand open and like there's just newtons in both hands and like his little pockets are full of newtons and then when you open the newtons there's like tiny newtons his like shoe has a compartment where you like flip the heel out and just newtons fall out yeah what the fuck what does he mean sneaking them joe just eat your goddamn fig newtons joe you're a rich rich senator Tell your assistant to buy you the newt. Unless he has like one of these assistants who's like, mm, your cholesterol, Joe, you can only have two Fig Newtons today. I think that's his wife. What's his wife's name? Jill? No, I, I, Jane is Bernie's. I think it's Jill Biden. I think it's Jill. Joe and Jill Biden. Jill Biden. <laughs> the other thing is, I think he just said, I get made fun of all the time for eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And it's like, you get made fun of for eating the normiest sandwich? What do you mean? You get, who's making fun of you? See, that makes me think that he's eating a... An unusual number of peanut butter. Like, maybe he will make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, eat it, and then forget that he just made a sandwich and make another one and be like, Joe, uh, your Creutzfeldt-Jakobson's disease is getting worse. Oh my God. And he's like, ah, Jill, you're razzing me again. And then he eats another sandwich. I just love the idea that you that you walk into uh you walk into like the kitchen one morning at two AM and Joe is in his underwear and he's got for some reason I'm imagining him in like an old timey 
1950s like swimmers tank top shorts combo that's like striped his face just covered in peanut butter and jelly his hand is stuck in a jar and like he just can't get it out and it's like joe 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 we're not making fun of you because you eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches we're making fun of you because you're a human cartoon character like who's constantly like slipping on actual banana peels. Yeah, what Joe also, you know you can bring like anything on a plate. Or you like you know It's you your can, private jet, Joe. You can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and bring it on the plane, right? You just, it's just the liquids that you can't do. So unless you're drinking your peanut butter, you you can bring any snack on the plane. Yeah. All right, um, let's keep listening to this, but yeah, you're right. He's, oh, there's more? He's getting weird about this. But I learned everybody was making fun of that, and I found out John Kerry has the same addiction, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are always good. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter and I Apparently enjoy John that when you're in Michigan. John Kerry fiending for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. sandwiches. Oh, that's right. I had some in with me. All right, I'm pausing. Oh, my God, that sounds so bad. All right. That, well, that's it for the. That's it for. Here's the deal. The Joe Biden pocket. Yeah. Now I'm imagining like John Kerry in Teresa Hines Kerry's mansion, just like hidden behind a fort of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and he's like, "I'm the president in here. I'm President Peanut Butter and Jelly. I didn't lose to George W. Bush. Mm, look at me. President Kerry gets to eat his presidential PBJ." I feel like I, I've learned something that I was not supposed to know by listening to that. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like when you, like when you walk in on your roommate masturbating in college. Right. It's like, well, obviously you are. We, we live. We live here. We both do this. But I feel like I shouldn't have seen it. Exactly. Or heard it. It's like just because this is expected doesn't mean it's something I wanted. Oh my god, what if what if Joe Biden gets the nomination, makes Hillary his VP and then fucking dies? <laughs> I don't think that's I do not think he will make Hillary his VP. That will that will absolutely not happen. See, that's the crazy thing. We live in interesting times. We're in the nexus, baby. There are doors and possibilities swirling around. We could have President Joe Biden, we could have President Trump again. They could all get coronavirus and die. Yeah, we I don't know. know. I mean, it, you're right. It's like Boris Johnson, like a, like a coin flip goes a different way and there's a new prime minister in the UK. It's like a butterfly flaps its wings and we get President Hillary. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, that's terrifying. Here is how Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow can become the president. Oh my God. What's it like? That's the 16th seat. It's VP... Speaker of the House. Oh, my God. Nancy Pelosi is going to be the president. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like, um, all right. We'll be right back with voicemails. We'll close this out. Hey. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Jizz Guzzler 69 on YouTube. YouTube. Today, we're going to we're going to look at some some ask ask Reddit posts Uh, that this post was titled obese people Reddit. What 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 did you eat today? And uh, th- this guy, this guy here says he had f- forty chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Wow, I, I, that, that's that's more nuggets than you typically eat. I'm, I'm, I'm five, five eight, and when I go to McDonald's, I eat ten chicken nuggets with two, two dip dipping sauces. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how many dipping sauces this guy eats. 
Like, comment, and subscribe for more thrilling Ask Reddit content. I fucking hate those channels. You know what I'm talking about, though? I never... I don't know what... This was supposed to be the voicemail segment. What are you saying? Have you ever seen there's a whole genre of YouTube of people just reading Ask Reddit posts? No. What? Why would... Couldn't I just read the Reddit post? Do I need, like, a YouTuber to read it to me? Yes. Because you're 12 and you don't know that Ask Reddit exists. Oh, okay. So this is for children. You're 12, your parents are fighting, and you have the iPad, and you have free reign to dunk on, I don't know, feminism and the guy developing Yandere Simulator. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm very glad I don't know shit about YouTube. You seem to know... Dare I say too much about YouTube? It's the biggest video website. What do you mean? I, yeah, I'm familiar with YouTube. I'm intimately familiar with YouTube. You're watching ladies clean their kitchen. You're watching some lady teaching you how to how to uh, nail billionaires. You're watching some <laughs> kid talking about eating too many McNuggets. Do you ever read, like, the news? You know what I fucking hate is when <laughs> the YouTubers start out by saying, now, I didn't want to make another one of these videos, but you guys all asked for it no you fucking didn't fuck off dude that's never that's never it's one of those things that everybody says that nobody actually means also they redesigned the garfieldies website and i feel like i need to talk about that at some point in the future just talk about it now i mean if you want they uh, nathan masry put out a fucking insane article about how google reviews is destroying his business it's it's a whole long thing. We gotta we gotta wait. All right, okay. Well, I guess we'll do that next week. Um, do you want to hear some voicemails? Oh, fuck yeah, I do. All right, hold on. All right, it's voicemail time. Hey, Stereos. Hey, my uh, work vehicle is running out of fuel, and only have three dollars left in petty cash. But I'm feeling petty, <laughs> so I'm gonna buy three dollars worth of fuel. And if I run out, I'm just gonna cry. That's it to the voicemail. That's great. <laughs> I love this guy. That's the perfect voicemail leg. That was a 10-star voicemail. Don't you fucking go into your own pocket. Like, if you're driving a company car and they can't give you more than $3 to put in the gas tank, what are you going to do? Use, like, three company dollars, get a receipt for that. Use 10 of your own, get a receipt for that. Go beg for your $10 back. Pay me to to get where I'm going in this truck, or don't even bother. Can you call in again and tell us how the... Did you run out of fuel? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would like to know if he's dead or not. That would be nice. Also, what country are you in? I want to know more about the truck. <laughs> yeah, I want to know more about the truck, too. Is this like that truck that ended up in Afghanistan, the one that ISIS was driving around? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, just some guy. He, his, he had a thing where he was like, here's my plumbing truck. It's like Tom's Plumbing. So he just had like a truck and he sold it. And then that truck just like got sold and sold and sold and just like ended up in Afghanistan with ISIS fighters driving around with like a machine gun at the back. But on the side it still says like Tom's Plumbing. Reliable Plumbing. And like the guy's phone number and shit. Oh my god, that's fucking hysterical. That guy's business is in the toilet now. Yeah, I know. He's ISIS's favorite plumber. It's no good. Alright, let's play one more voicemail. Hey, Asterios. Hi. I, you know, in these trying times of Hello. COVID, mm. we need new forms of entertainment. So yeah. mm-hmm. let me tell you about, one, the 64 diecast racing. 64 diecast racing? It has many things. It has turns. And guess what? We can submit a car. We need the patreon.com slash Mobile, and we need it now. So I need your help. I need I need everyone's help. Okay. You need to help me, the minor league rando. 
I, I need to get a car that we can submit that I can modify to make the Patreon.com slash Asteriosmobile. We, we need it now. We need to submit this car. We do. We need it. What is it? And people go to Patreon.com slash Asterios. Also, check out my show, Talking Minders with the Rando, on the 12 on Sports Network. Okay. I love you, Asterios. Be my daddy. And Sriracha, you suck. Wait, yeah. what? Fuck yeah. I don't like how that Fuck ended. Me. No. <laughs> okay. I have heard about this. People are racing Hot Wheels professionally. It's called 1 64 diecast racing, as in like this car is 1 64th the size of like a regular car. Oh, I was imagining it was like a Pinewood Derby. <laughs> it, it is like a Pinewood Derby thing. It's these little tiny itty bitty cars and people are tricking them out and they're racing them on like elaborate Hot Wheels courses. I've never thought of sponsoring a car before, but if there was any car I could afford to sponsor, it would be a teeny tiny toy car. Oh my God, yes, we need the Patriot. What color would it be? I don't know. I like the color blue. Could it be blue? It's got to have a pork on it. Okay. <gasps> He's in a driver's seat. All right, we're putting mashed potato. We're putting mashed potato on the front of the car. Patreon accounts that stairs in like teeny tiny writing on the rear windshield. This is fucking great. He's just going to chew at the steering wheel. It's a terrible driver. He's going to swallow the car is what he's going to do. The car is much smaller than him. Look at how stupid this model of pork looks. I do like that big, dumb, stuffed pork you're holding. Its eyes are so far apart from one another. And they're aimed in different directions. And we are aimed at the end of the show right now. That's it for the loudest podcast. Thank you for... Oh, just real quick. We have... we In the past... Two weeks, we've put out three bonus episodes on Patreon. It's great. Yeah, and me and Lime, me and uh, Lime Ginger, we're recording Lime and Kokodos episode two tonight, and it's a, a significant amount of it will be about the Garfield Twitter account, not Garfield Eats, just straight up Twitter.com slash Garfield, which I argue is a very good Twitter account. Do you think, because I've seen the Garfield Twitter account, do you think there's a boomer behind the wheel out there, or is it- yes? I think that the Garfield Twitter account is being run entirely by people in their 40s trying to appeal to people in their 20s. And I relate. They put out a meme the other day where they were like, uh, okay, John, as in like, he's a boomer. And they were like, uh, okay, John. And they put it out like six months to a year way too late. Now is not the time for your okay boomer memes. But it is on the Garfield Twitter account. Where it's always yesterday. I saw that. I saw that. And fuck you. You're not going to call me a normal yes. asswipe. It, they, made the gri- they made one of those grid memes. It was like, John, Boomer, Garfield, Gen Xer, Millennial, Normal, Gen Z, Odie. Garfield is the great representation of Gen Xers because you're all dumb, smug assholes. Yeah, we are. We think we know better, but we won't get out of bed to actually fix anything. We're upset. We do overeat. Um, we're very emotional. We like our naps. And, and, but again, like if we were in charge, things would be better. But do we want to do any of the work it would take to be in charge? No, that's poser shit. No, fuck you. The world would be absolutely unquestionably worse if any Gen Xers were in any positions of power. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking like worse than boomers. Yes. Look, I'm just saying Gen Xers think they could do better. They can't, obviously. No, they can't. But they, but they think they can. They're also, I think, probably the only generation that's still smoking cigarettes because we thought that was cool in the 90s. I'm glad we 
got rid of all of you. Yeah, I know. And we're getting rid of ourselves. And that's it. We're getting rid of ourselves, too. That's it for the loudest podcast. Um, yeah, so for just two bucks, patreon.com slash hysterics, you can get a bunch of bonus episodes. And we love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.